Welcome to The Hammer, where we hit the nail on the head with insights from the world of Canadian renovation and custom home contracting. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Hammer. Before we jump in, I wanted to share some exciting news. Beginning in 2024, Canadian Contractor will be transitioning The Hammer from its sole podcast into a multimedia project. We'll be rolling out a bi-monthly video series that catches you up on industry news. Feel free to reach out to us to share your industry updates and exciting experiences. Without further ado, here's the latest episode of The Hammer. Welcome to The Hammer. I'm your host, Caitlin Secord. For this episode, we are joined by Robert Bronk, CEO of Ontario Construction Secretariat, to discuss the importance of apprentices to the future of Ontario's construction industry and how the unionized sector is investing in training for apprentices. Without further ado, Robert, tell us a bit about yourself and the Ontario Construction Secretariat. Well, thank you very much, Caitlin, for having me on your show. The Ontario Construction Secretariat is a not-for-profit organization that is comprised of the union's and the contractors in the ICI construction sector. So that's the institutional, commercial, and industrial sectors. And so we represent approximately 130,000 tradespeople, over 5,000 contractors. And of that, about 27,000 of them are apprentices. So we have a big chunk of the construction sector in Ontario. That's uh, an incredible amount uh, of people. That's very interesting. Can you talk a bit about the industry's employment projections? Well, we work a lot with BuildForce, and I'm sure you've seen all the headlines about all the new construction projects in the in the pipeline. So the projections are quite um, positive in terms of um, steady employment over the next over the next ten years. There's predict, predicted to be about eighty two thousand uh, retirements. So with that, with the increased a number of business um, in the pipeline. We're looking at approximately 88,000 new entrants over the next 10 years. So quite significant numbers. Um, so if you are someone who's looking for a steady job, this is this is quite the industry to come into. Yeah, no, I remember uh, uh, getting my eyes on the, the build force report and, and being astonished by the amount of you know retirements that were upcoming and the amount of roles that would need to be filled. Um, so can you talk a bit about the process of sort of becoming from becoming a, an apprentice to becoming a journey person? Okay. Well, generally speaking, that well, there's two broad sectors of of construction workers. There's the compulsory trades, which are like the electrician, the plumber. Um, those those trades you have to become a registered apprentice or be a journey person to practice those trades. Then you have the voluntary trades, which are like carpenters, painters. You do not have to become a registered apprentice or be a journey person, but we are, are clearly speaking the unionized sector really supports this this process and wants their people to be professional um professional contractors professional workers and be at the, the height of their skills and part of that apprenticeship training incorporates health and safety training which is was part of the process and that's one of the advantages of becoming a registered apprentice and going to training centers is that you get fully trained in health and safety protection which is really important because we want everybody to go home at the end of the day and and due to our emphasis on training, um, the unionized sectors has been proven to be 31% safer than the non-union sector just because we emphasize training. And so just to give you a perspective, um, the unionized sector has over 100 training centers across Canada and over 60 apprenticeship programs. So the investment in formalized training and health and safety training is quite large 
And it, we've, we did some research a couple of years ago, and it works out to be $146 million a year in training, which is entirely funded by the industry, not by the government. So the unionized sector really um, puts a big emphasis on health and safety training, apprenticeship training, which makes, you know, pays off because yes, we get paid more money, but there's, there's evidence to suggest we're more productive, we're safer. Um, those kinds of things um, are very important at the end of the day to those, those um, purchases of construction. So, you know, the government is a big purchaser for construction at all three levels, as well as the, the private sector. This is really important and it just works to be a, um, a better relationship over from top to bottom. Yeah, well, if you think about it, it's sort of that extra that extra backing and support behind somebody being qualified to do whatever they're going to do. Um, and that's kind of a, a trend I think we see in a lot of industries, not even necessarily just construction. So uh, that makes a lot of sense, but holy cow. Um, what does OCS do to contribute to supporting apprentices sort of through this journey and sort of once they are starting their, their journey as a journey person? Well, we don't have direct um, input on that part, but what we do is we create resources. So we've partnered with the Provincial Building Trades. There's a website, um, which I can give you. It's, it's CTA Ontario, which is Construction Training and Apprenticeship Ontario. So again, it's ctaontario.ca. So what that does is it gives you a snapshot of, of um, over 30 trades because a big part of recruitment is giving putting information out there most people generally know you know what a plumber does what an electrician does what a painter or carpenter mm -hmm. but so many people don't know what a millwright does or what a boiler maker does or what a um a glazier does so there's a lack of awareness generally speaking with with, with the big scope of opportunities so putting that information out there is really important so what we try to do is have a snapshot of that trade um, what are the typical tools they use? What does a typical job site look like? Um, where is the training facilities? What is the pay range? Um, we tr we're, we're trying to populate more um, video interviews with apprentices so they get a they get a, a sense of you know what that person who's actually doing it looks like so they can identify with that. So those are important things that I think you know we talk about. Oh, go into the trades, go into the trades, and they go, well, where can I go? And they go, oh. It's sort of there was sort of a disconnect. So we identified that about a year and a half ago, and we've been working hard to to increase the the features on that website. But it really gives a person an opportunity to see all the various options, and that it also assists those in high school, like the guidance counselors or teachers who who really don't have a lot of resources in this regard to to demonstrate. You know, these are your options, and um, I think that's really important. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was having a conversation not too long ago about the importance of sort of uh, pushing forward trades as a viable option. And you don't always need to go to university and college if that's not necessarily what's what's meant to be in your career path. Um, so a website like that, or, or even just bringing forward more information, like you said, uh, sounds like a very valuable tool um, to have access to, especially for those students in high school who are making those you know career decisions at 16, 17, 18. Um, yes, and, and you do. You you do need to. Um, for some of the trades, uh, some of the prerequisites are just as high as going to university. Mm -hmm. You know, to be an electrician, you have to have your grade twelve physics, advanced math. Um, you know, so 
the old notion is, oh, you're not good enough for college university. I'll oh, get into the trades is mm -hmm. sort of that's not the current uh, environment by any means. So understanding what what prerequisites are before you're in grade 12 is very important because once you're in grade 12 and you didn't take physics and math and those kinds of things, um, you might just have to go back and go to night school. So it's the earlier you find out what the prerequisites are, the better clearly. Yeah, setting your apprentices and, and sort of the beginning people in, in your industry up for success, I think will only pay off as well. It'll, it'll give you stronger workers, workers who are you know a little more understanding of what th their role is. Um, so that's great. What roles or benefits do apprentices bring to the industry, um, in your opinion? Well, I think, you know, in, the, in this current day and age, there's there's so many um, opportunities for uh, younger people to have an input and impact on the industry. Um, you know, you look back 20 years ago, we weren't talking about the environment. We weren't talking about greening and carbon, um, you know, gas and all those kinds of things where the industry has moved towards adopting a lot of that. And so it's called green literacy. And a lot of the youth in this day and age are so up on those kinds of things. And we're incorporating that in the curriculum with in many trades. We're trying to reduce the carbon footprint of, for example, even construction as well as demolition, taking the buildings down and how do we dispose of those materials in, in a, an ethical way. And so I think this generation has so much to bring in that regard because it's a big concern for them. And we have adopted to that a mindset. They also are much more technically technologically advanced than gen my, my generation, that's for sure. <laughs> and a lot of trades are adopting technology. Um, and it's it's really impressive on how you know, there's augmented reality, there's virtual reality training, there's, there's you know, so many buildings now are smart buildings where they're embedding uh, chips in, in, um, in everything. And this generation uh, has embraced that kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. um, and so the building trades and, and the, uh, the architects, the engineers, uh, the contractors have all have worked along with and moving with the times have, have embraced that kind of technology. And I think it's, it's, this generation is a perfect fit in terms of actually using those, those, those technologies, not only in construction, but also actually in the, the building itself. Mm -hmm. And so it's a good fit in that regard. So if you're technologically advanced and, or, or you're, you're of interest, you know, the, the trades have many opportunities to exercise that and um, training and um, ability to, to use that while you're working day to day. Yeah, well, one of my, you know, my next talking points was sort of uh, as technology sort of evolves, how do how does construction sort of keep up with that? Um, and I guess you answered that question. It's bringing in those apprentices and, and those, you know, newer, fresher sort of faces that uh, have experience with that and have sort of grown up using technology and are a little more technologically savvy. Um, well, exactly. For you know, for example, in in um, the 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 generally speaking i'm making generalizations here contractors are generally a bit older um but the, the younger apprentices who are coming in um a lot of the curriculum has been modified and changed and adapted to to keep up with the new the new products that are available the new construction equipment that's available and it's much easier for the the younger people to to adapt that and use that 
than someone who's not in school right now, who's the contractor. But if he's hiring people who have had exposure to that in their personal lives, as well as in their training facility, that just, that just uh, makes him, him or her a, a more um, productive work contractor, as well as it, it gives advantages in terms of procuring work. Yeah. I, I feel like it also sort of uh, bolsters their, you know, workforce as well, because then there's opportunities to learn from one another. Um, right. While the apprentice is, you know, learning from, from their employer, the employer can learn sort of these new up and coming tech tools and who else knows what's going to come out of the gate. Um, that's that's exactly apprentice. right. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. So it seems like apprentices have a lot of sort of benefits uh, coming into the industry, but obviously, you know, with anybody starting anything new, there's sort of its own set of challenges. Uh, what are some of the common obstacles faced by apprentices and employers and how would you uh, sort of recommend they can be addressed? Well, we are, we're actually conducting more research into that very question because um, we want to increase uh, supports and um, programs that would help new entrants. So along with the construction industry and, and many other industries, there's been a big focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion and creating supports for um, visible minorities, underrepresented groups, because quite often, you know, they're in the old days, it was your father was, you know, a journey person or your next door neighbor or your brother. And so many people got, you know, introduced to the trades just through family um, and friends. But we're trying to broaden that workforce. And so we're we're creating there have been many trades that have started specific mentorship programs for women, um, mentorship groups for visible minorities, um, just having that support there. Um, and having someone to talk to almost like a guy, like a guidance counselor in high school, like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm having trouble finding accommodation or I'm, you know, I got laid off. What does that mean? Am I fired? Or, you know, mm -hmm. having somebody to explain what the industry is, because, you know, it can be very complicated and very um, uh, a bit scary, I guess, for a new entrance, because it's it's a big industry. And, and, you know, if you started off on a big job site. Uh, you could be like a deer, you know, in the headlights. And so having having people there to support you, to, um, you know, walk you through and teach you how the industry works and um, is really, really important. Because we once we recruit somebody and we start um, investing money in their training, we want to keep them. We don't want to lose them for for reasons that that are, that could be easily resolved. So there's been a lot of effort to put in supports, you know, to address those soft skills, to help people. Um, understand what the industry is and how they can progress, how they can understand the various career paths, because there are a lot of different career paths which are not discussed. Um, so just having those supports, I think, really helps um, new entrants into this industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you talked a little bit about, you know, I mean, apprentices get a lot of support, obviously, coming in because they're new. Is there any support for, you know, mentors or employers uh, who are taking on apprentices to, you know, maybe help them navigate if this is their first apprentice or if this is, you know, the first, you know, woman on their construction site. Are there tools and sort yes. of avenues that people can look to for support um, if they if they are experiencing something like that? That's a great question. And yes, there is. Um, you know, people understand there's unions representing workers, but there's there's also the other side, there's contractor associations, which represent obviously the, the contractors. So there's the Electrical mm -hmm. Contractors Association of Ontario, ECAO, is one example. They have they have a lot of these training programs in place. 
some of which are are jointly run with the union, but definitely um, targeting contractors, employers who you know sometimes um, may not have all the resources. So if you're you're a small to medium sized contractor, mm-hmm. you don't have the the means to create a program. So that's one of the advantages of belonging to one of these associations is that the resources get pooled and you get to benefit from a lot of the training and teaching that goes on. And there are a lot of different things that are available to assist um, the contractors in terms of dealing with younger workers. And as I said, with underrepresented groups that you typically may have not hired in the past. So there are, there are a growing amount of supports for those through the contractor associations. Wonderful. Um, where can people find more sort of trade specific information um, about these, you know, supports or just about, you know, their industries in general? Well, I mentioned to you, there's the the CTA Ontario, ctaontario.ca website that talks mm-hmm. a lot about the, the trades. There's also uh, the province through its Skilled Trades Ontario website has um, resources. So that's all one word, skilledtradesontario.ca. But also, if you go to the the union, the trade that represents um, your trade, there's a lot of um, information that is specific to that trade. Um, so, for example, there's there's an organized sorry there's there's a committee that are associated with the electricians that target women. There's also with the roofers. There's a number of different trades that have those kind of support systems on the union's website. So you would have to go to that specific union and then look for the, what the support supports are. That's tricky. Once you, once you join that union, they will also give you that information as well. Yeah. Okay. So it seems like there's a pretty, you know, open line of communication. People want you to be supported no matter sort of where you're coming from. Yeah. They, they want you to know about these things for <laughs> yeah. sure. Okay, terrific. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Robert. Um, it's been a pleasure to chat with you. Where can people uh, contact you or the OCS to find out more? Well, our website is www.iciconstruction.com. And my email address is rbronk at iciconstruction.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. Bye now. Thanks for listening to The Hammer. You can find episodes online at CanadianContractor.com or subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. The Hammer is presented by Canadian Contractor Magazine.